0: Log Talk Radio. I'm Ben Carter, your life transformation coach, and I've been sent, called, and commissioned to help you live your very best life. Join me on Ben the Life Coach Radio Show. I can't wait to support your leap into victory. Hey, 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 everybody, hey, 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 how you doing, how you doing, how's it going, can you hear the music in the background, can you tell I'm excited, can you tell I'm amped up, can you tell I'm ready to go, listen, this is Ben Carter, this is Ben Carter, your life transformation coach, and I just want to thank you for tuning in, for phoning home, for being a part of my show you know how much you mean to me. This this week's show is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to get a a lot done. There's a lot of ground to cover with this week's show, so I hope you're ready. I hope you're excited. I hope you have your pen. I hope you have your paper because we are going to get down to business. We're going to get down to business, right? Yay, yay, I can hear you in the background. Listen, it's important that you know that this week's show is live. I am coming to you live on stage. This is live. We're on air. So if you have questions... Grab a pen, grab a piece of paper, grab your cell phone or whatever you're using, because we are absolutely live. The telephone number, if you have questions, is 347-989-1124. Again, the telephone number to to dial in is 347-989-1124. And so while you you gather around and get your pen and get your paper, I just want to do some some housekeeping stuff and make sure that audio is fine and that you can hear me okay. So I'm doing my mic check, one, two, one, two, so that those of you that are listening in the background, you can hear me. And all's well in La La Land, all's well in Radio Land. So I'm just tuning in and checking some things out. We've got about – 30 minutes or so, 30 minutes, 30 plus minutes uh, to be together to really go over some things. This week's show is about happiness, and I want to make sure that we are all happy, right? So a lot of my shows are really, really, really deep, uh, as some of you would say. Some, Some of my shows require a lot of thought, some of you would say. They're very coachy. Um, And this week, I just want to focus on the happiness perspective. So you know who I am. I am Ben Carter. I am your life transformation coach, right? I, I believe that we can all transform our lives one incredible decision at a time, right? What I do, what do you do, Ben? What does life coach really mean? Life Coach means I get behind you and I cheerlead you, I champion you, I support you in your life, I support you in the areas of your life that you need the most support, that you need the most help. So that's what I do. That's what I'm here for. You can find me on Facebook if you go to Facebook.com slash Ben Carter, The Coaching Experience, uh you can go to instagram and look me up instagram uh live l l c coaching is my name on instagram you can check me out on my website if you go to my website you get a lot of freebies a lot of good stuff uh that's live l l c coaching dot com once again that's live l l c coaching dot com that's my that's my website so you absolutely have the opportunity to hit me up to call me up uh, to text me, to email me if you are really interested in, in changing your life because that's what I'm going to support you through. I speak all over the place from drug court to uh, high school and college um, speaking engagements. So I'm really here on this earth to help people transform their lives, right? So let's get to it. Let's get into it. You know a little bit about me. You know that stuff. You know you're live on stage if you want to call me call me. It's 347-989-1124. Once again, that's 347-989-1124. And this week's show, I know you're like, Ben, get to the point. Why are we calling you? What's this week's show about? This week's show is Six Steps to Habitual Happiness. That's what this show is all about. Six Steps to Habitual Happiness. What in the world does that mean? 6 steps to habitual happiness is really the steps that I used that I applied to my life to get happy, be happy, stay happy, right? I I'm not really interested in living a perfect life because I know that perfect doesn't exist, but I am interested in living a very happy life, right? And my intention, what's your intention? My intention is to always extract the happiness from life. That's my goal. That's my intention. So if you or your friend or your family, even your foe, call up your haters, right? Call up your distractors. If if they're all looking to get their happy back, to proclaim they're happy, this show is absolutely for you, for them, for us gather around like i said get your pen get your paper right because i've got 6 steps that i'm going to use and i know i know that they're going to help promote your internal happiness so that you can produce the most positive effective external results what i'm what i'd like to do is offer you for free cuz you're not paying me for this <laughs> you're going to pay me for 101 but you're not paying me for this what i what i'm offering is a different mindset, another way of looking at things, right? So, how did I get to this point? How did I get to this point of uh, really proclaiming happiness, right? Well, first of all, I realized when I wasn't that I realized that I wasn't happy when I met people who were truly happy. <laughs> so, what does that mean? That means that Everyone knows that person or persons that is always happy, no matter what. You know, it's 115 degrees outside, and you're literally sweating bullets, and they come doing backflips down the street and singing, oh, I am so happy that it's so warm outside. I get to go to the beach, and I get to stay in the water all day, and they have a reason for everything it is 20 below and it's a blizzard outside and they're like oh my gosh there's so much snow outside I'm gonna go snowboarding I'm gonna go make snow angels and you're just sitting there looking at them like I wish you would shut up if you say one more thing I'm gonna punch you clean in your throat that's when I realized <laughs> that's when I realized that Ben you might have a little problem with happiness my friend just a little tiny bit right So what I started to do was just really take stock in myself and identify where I was experiencing that lack of happiness, where I was experiencing that lack of fulfillment and that lack of joy. And what I really began to realize about myself, what I really began to realize about myself is that I had put so much stock in Ha- and happiness being related to external things, right? So I remember saying to myself, I really remember saying this to myself, I am not going to be happy until I make $50,000 a year. I plucked that number out of the air somewhere. I don't know who told me why I thought that 50000 was the end-all, be-all, probably because I didn't think that I would be able to make any more than that. But I plucked it out of the sky. It came from somewhere, and I said, once I make that, then I'm going to be happy. I'll be able to pay all of my bills. I'll be able to pay my student loan. And then when I when I finally got that salary, I realized that I didn't have $50,000 in the bank and that I wasn't even making that a year because taxes had came and, and swooped in on me and said, oh, you know, I got to take my cut. Uncle Sam says, listen, I need to take un- – Take Auntie Samantha out to dinner, and I'm going to do that with what you pay in taxes. And so I realized that, oh, you're not even making that. That's just a number, right? So I realized I was starting to put all of my stock as far as happiness is concerned in external things. Well... I'll be really, really happy once I can get a brand new car, right? I'll be really, really happy when I can get that 850 credit score. Baby, I'm still working on that. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. You know, I'll be really happy when I can get the six-bedroom, four-bathroom house that I really want. It All of these things that I learned based on society, I learned based on what I taught myself that that's what happiness is, right? So the same thing. For some of us that believe you can't be, you won't be happy until you're married with two kids and a dog and you live in the suburbs, right? All of those things that we believe that happiness is and when we start acquiring stuff and we start getting things and we start attaining accolades and we realize that, uh, all right, this makes me feel good for the moment, but this isn't really really what happiness is all about. And so about a year ago, about a year ago, spring, summer 2014, um, a very close family friend uh, was diagnosed with what could have been a fatal disease. By the grace of God, it it doesn't exist anymore. But the friend had petitioned other friends and family to go on the 100-day happiness challenge that was the the petition you know will you go on the 100 day happiness challenge and when i said yes to that challenge you know i really wasn't sure what it what it meant or what it consisted of but when i committed myself to that 100 day happiness challenge oh it changed my life because not only did it give me permission to find something to be happy about every day because I had to post on Facebook and social media, right, I'm happy today, I'm happy today. It forced me to find something to be happy about and to be authentic with it, to be really real about what I was happy about. So it gave me permission to really stop and smell the roses, literally, Right, there were some some days where I said, "God damn it, where's a rose? I got to smell it because I'm pissed off today." Right, and I need to report back that something has made me happy. And what it did was, is it forced me to really look for something to be happy about and to stop and think and be grateful for the life that I was experiencing. And I always thought about that friend and said, "Listen." She could have chose any other route. She could have chose alcohol, drugs, promiscuity, spent all of her savings, any number of things that we do when we look at the world as half empty. Yeah, I got all the happiness cl- cliches tonight. I got them all. <laughs> but she could have said, listen, this is it for me. This is absolutely it for me. But she didn't go that route. She said, will you be willing to find, will you be willing to find something in your life to be happy about. And I said, you know what? If you can do it, I can do it, and I'm going to do it with you. And that that 100-day happiness challenge just really took what I was already working on to another level. It took it to another level. About five years ago is when I really made a conscious decision that I absolutely wanted to be I want it to be happy. And so what I realized after that challenge is this. The first thing I realized is that happiness is often circumstantial. So our happiness is based on whether or not the boo thing is loving on us the way that we need them to, right? If if there are extra zeros in our bank account, if the boss says you can go home early on Friday, right? If your your credit score allows you to get a brand new car, right? So happiness is often circumstantial. That's the first thing that I realized. The second thing that I realized that really confirmed it and made it concrete for me is that happiness is a choice. There are some folks that will fight me on that. They will absolutely fight me on that, and that's okay. Go ahead. You can fight. I'm not going to fight. I'm too happy to fight you. Happiness is a choice. You make a conscious choice. you choose happiness over everything else, right and then what I realized ultimately was because I did it for a hundred days the entire summer, <laughs> happiness is a habit. Happiness is absolutely a habit. Everything that we do is habitual, right you know so if if I'm overweight, which I am, that means I have a habit of eating too much. And working out too little (laughs) that's just the truth of my story right hi I'm Ben I'm a foodaholic (laughs) please 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 help me right so I'm I'm conscious of, of who I am where I am and the choices that I'm making but I've created some habits for myself right that don't always produce the most effective the most beneficial the most healthy results and I'm conscious of that I don't I don't play around like I don't know so that's what I learned. Why am Why am I talking about this? Because I feel like we live in a world that really feeds off of our negativity, that really feeds off of the drama, the trauma, that really feeds off of all of the isms, the sexisms, the racisms, the socialism, the classism, you know, all of those things that keep us boxed in and keep us small, right? That keep our thinking very stinking. <laughs> you know, so Joyce Meyer always says, You've got to change your stinking thinking. You've really got to reevaluate the way that you process things. And so I thought for me, it was important to say, listen, we are going to get happy. We're going to stay happy and understand what that really means, right? So one of the things that I'm I'm clear about is that Not everybody wants to be happy. So you say, okay, Ben, I know who you are and what you're talking about. I know why you're talking about it. Now, who is the target audience, right? Who's the target audience? Everybody. Everybody needs, wants to be happy, but not everybody is willing to do the work to to get the happy, to maintain the happy, right? Right. Not everybody wants to be happy. So what does that mean? When I say that, it sounds silly. It sounds stupid. It sounds ridiculous. Of course I want to be happy, Ben. What are you talking about? You're talking crazy talk there, man. That's not the case. There are some people who have created habits of complaining. There are some people who are so devoted to their sadness. There are some people who are so devoted to their depression that they are not willing to have a new mindset. They say, I am depressed. They proclaim that. I am depressed. I suffer from depression, right? I'm dealing with something. I am going through something. I am unhappy. They proclaim those things. They profess those things. And so those people, I don't know if they're absolutely ready, because they still curl up under a blanket of misery and and rest their heads on a pillow of depression so i don't know if they're really ready to jump out of bed and say you know what i do have issues around depression but i'm going to make whatever choice i can make i'm going to make a choice to do something different today right so what makes me an expert well, life makes me an ex- expert. I've lived through a few things. <laughs> I have lived through a few things. Big Papa has done some things, right? Seen it all, done it all. Puff, puff. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I was one of those people that was very much engaged with um in a intense love affair with uh all of my 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 depression my oppression, I was really, really engaged with that aspect of my life. I owned it, and i didn't think that any any Thing could take it away from me, uh, unless it was perfection—the perfect car, the perfect house, the perfect mate, the perfect child. If they don't behave, look, act the way that I need them to, then life for me sucks. Life for me is miserable, and the truth of the matter is, is that that's a lie, right? So. What I had to do is apply these six steps to my life. I keep telling you all, I do not coach from my experiment. I coach from my experience. I do not coach from a place of la-la land and fairy tale. I get down in the gutter. I go down to the deepest of the deep way down into my heart self, to my mind self, and I coach from the experience of my own life. That's where I coach from. I'm not trying anything out on you. I'm not preaching, teaching, speaking anything into your life that I have not applied to my life. So, you can miss me with all of those comments. You know, you think you know it all. Life coaches don't do anything but few clichés, Life coaches don't do anything but say namaste after every statement. <laughs> we do. <laughs> I'm not going to front. I'm not going to lie and say that we don't. But the truth of the matter is, is that if you open up the door and create an opportunity for me to tell my story, I am going to be transparent. I will never speak about, I will never talk about anything that I have not overcome. That's why my business, Live LLC, Leap Into Victory Every Day is named what it is because I don't intend to speak on anything that I haven't leapt into the victory of. That's just the way that I do it. I've got to stay in integrity. I've got to stay authentic to who I am. You feel me? You hear me? Understand what I'm saying? (laughs) All right, so take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Mm, Namaste. (laughs) Take a deep breath, really. Breathe in, breathe out. Grab your pen, grab your paper, your memos, whatever it is that you take notes with. Take a sip of your sipper whatever you're sipping on. <laughs> I'm sipping on herbal tea. Thank you very much. It is a great blend that I purchased from, I can't remember the name of the place, but South Street in Philly. It's a Sicilian, um, a Sicilian ginger spice uh, number. And I've added a little pumpkin in there to just uh, spice it up a little bit. So I am on ten. I am happy about that tonight. That's one of my one of my happies tonight. So that's what I'm doing, my sipper. Give me a minute. Let me get a let me take a sip of my sipper. Hang on. <laughs> mm. D freaking licious man. It's fantastic. It's awesome. So listen. Let's think about this six steps, what's the first step that I took, right? What moved me from the skeptical, cynical, um, sarcastic, negative, catabolic, uh, flippant tongue, um, poor delivery, um, insult spewing, uh, bitter, unhappy, you know, late 20s, early 30s something man that I was. What what took me from that? Well, first of all, I realized that happiness is a choice and that whenever I woke up in the morning and I gave into the complaints of life, that I chose that, that I chose to say, listen, life sucks. You know, life is not the way that I want it. Life doesn't look the way that I want it to look, Right. I made a conscious choice every day to give myself away to the negativity, to the catabolic energy that was around me. You may have that energy around you, but you don't necessarily have to dive into that energy. So, Ben, what are you saying? What I'm saying is is if when you wake up in the morning, you can't put your hand on your heart and your other hand on your head and say, thank you, Father, thank you, creator of life. Thank you, life source. Thank you, light, for shining on me. I had an opportunity to wake up today. It could have been something completely different for me. My family could be mourning me. My son could be walking in this room and shaking my cold, still, lifeless body, but I am here I am here, so today I'm making a choice to find something to be grateful for, something to be happy about. I don't care if it's just a favorite song that I've been listening to for the last 25 years. I am going to extract the happiness from this day because I am here, present in this day. And when I got to the point and I realized that I wasn't grateful for the day's I really had to do some work because what I was saying was, you are subconsciously committing spiritual suicide, Ben. You are telling life that you are not grateful to be here and that any time it's okay to take you out. And when I realized that, oh, heavens no, oh, heavens no, I am not ready to leave. There's way too much to do. There's way too much to experience. I had to start making another choice. So the first thing that I had to do, happiness is a choice. Decide you're ready to experience happiness in your life no matter what. No matter what. Some of you are going, yeah, that sounds great. That sounds good. You know, you coming at me from that that life coach tongue. Let me tell you something. Those of you that have been listening to the show, those that have you been following my life as I'm very transparent with it, my grandmother lost his grandmother. My partner lost lost his mother and guess what guess what it was not something that was peaceful there was a long six to seven week pull at us emotionally and there were moments when we looked at each other and said listen is it okay to smile is it okay to laugh experiencing what we're experiencing what do we do so how do i find happiness in that those quiet moments when I was able to go up to the hospital and sit next to the bed and pull out my phone and read scripture and pray and meditate and. Use the opportunity to communicate from my heart to her heart, from my spirit to her spirit, from my soul to her soul. I had to find the happiness in that. I had to extract the happiness and say, I'm so grateful for this opportunity to be this close, to be intimate to someone. Someone who who has their hand and their foot on this side of heaven and the other hand and the other foot Holding and grasping God, giving us the opportunity, being a bridge for us to speak spirit, hear spirit, feel spirit. I had to. I had to find happiness in that. So when I say decide that you're ready to experience happiness no matter what, you have got to extract the happiness out of your life every day no matter what. Number two, happiness is a habit. Happiness is a habit. You've got to be willing to practice thinking and feeling happiness every day of your life. Some of you are experts and pros at being petty, at being problematic. You can list 15 problems. You're mum, you're quiet, you're mute when it's time to come up with a resolution. And if you do have one, it's anger, it's unforgiveness, it's It's confliction, it is contention, it is latency issues. You've got to take the same thinking and the same feelings that you have that produce negative energy and results and and reverse that. So the same way that you've practiced any other feeling, right? Any other feeling, being able to be the most negative person in any situation, that took practice, you've got to reverse that. You've got to reverse that. Number 3. Happiness is a tangible internal resource. What does that mean? That sounds like some old, some more coachy stuff, Ben. All right. Say it, say it plain, man. Happiness is internal. Period. It's inside of you. So as long as you keep looking outside of yourself to find happiness, I can guarantee you that you will never be happy. You might be happy for two weeks while Boothang come to your house every night. The minute he stops answering your texts and your phone calls, you're going to be back in the pit of hell crying again, right? So how willing are you to stop looking outside of yourself to find happiness and just be happy? If you can't be happy with yourself, that's your homework. How do I figure out how to be absolutely happy with myself? And if there are things about myself that I don't like, I'm gonna stop covering it up. I'm gonna stop over sexing, overeating, over texting. I'm gonna stop trying to be the life of the party and I'm going to start being I'm going to start investing in myself and making sure that internally I actually have a life that's worth partying. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, you have you have to go deep within yourself. Happiness is a tangible internal resource. That's number 3. Number 4. Happiness takes work. Happiness takes work. Now, unfortunately, for a lot of us, as soon as we were born, we're taught that in order to stay happy, we need things to assess, assist us, right? But if you, if you know any newborn baby, right, they just exist. They just are. You know, babies laugh and smile just because until they grow up and we start teaching them that they need to be this way. They need to act this way. I'm guilty of doing it. You know, you need to get straight A's, right, in order for me to be happy with you. You need to keep your, keep your room clean in order for me to be happy with you. That's just not true. I'm happy with you because in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit, in your being, there is greatness. I just want you to touch, tap into, live in that greatness, right? People are who they are right so the reason that we're happy is because that they are they're alive they can love us we can love them right if you're not willing to do the work to regain your happiness if you're not willing to do the work to be happy what do you think that says about you what do you think that says about you so let's look at it from a relationship standpoint men if you're only happy happy when the lady is letting you get those draws, dog. <laughs> That's my Tommy. That's my Tommy. Or, ladies, you're only happy when there's a man in your life. Then. What do you think that says about you? Any good man, any good woman is not going to want someone that they have to make happy. They want someone that's going to help make them better. So you have to come to the table with happiness. You have to be willing to do the work. And in this in this sense, work means play. That's what it means. You have to be willing to play. How are you willing to play, right? So for me, I had to realize that, okay, You are very sedentary. You are very negative. You're not willing to do anything. What do you like? I mean, geez, right? If I can ask some adults that I know, what do you do for fun? What makes you happy? Go to the bar, get a bottle, have a drink. Really? That's your fun, right? You're 28, you're 38 years old, and that's your fun? Wow, right? So, Ben, what's fun for you? Listen, anybody who knows me, (laughs) Anybody who knows me knows if I could, I would ride a roller coaster every single day. I'd ride a roller coaster every day before I went into work. That would put my happiness barometer, my happiness happiness thermometer, whatever you want to call it, thermometer, excuse me, on one hundred, right? Because I would just be, I would just, as the kids say, on fleek, I would absolutely be turned up. I would absolutely be head over heels because I just love the thrill of it. I love the way it makes me feel. That's one of my happies. Another is I love a good farmer's market. That's my boring side. I love a good farmer's market, any farmer's market, right? My partner took me maybe a month ago, two months ago to said, I think you're going to love this, to a farm. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm doing a happy dance right now. It was a you pick farm in South Jersey where I got to pick my own vegetables. Listen, I could have spent my whole paycheck on it if I knew we would have uh, eaten the vegetables. I could have. That's just my thing. It's what I love because I love to cook. So I came home and I made fresh tomato sauce and fresh eggplant, and it was just a thrill for me. It was a thrill for me. What's another one? I love, love record stores so much so, and this is just between me and you, don't tell my business. I don't want to hear this show up anywhere else. I don't really even like for people to go into the record store with me. I don't like it. My 15-year-old is beginning to appreciate the fact that music, existed beyond YouTube and SoundCloud and that it actually lived on this piece of vinyl. He's very, you know, interested in that process. So he can come cuz he'll listen to it and he'll get into it, but I really don't want anybody else to come. The reason <laughs> <laughs> keep that to yourself. The reason being, the reason why this is so important to me is it takes me back to a place of childhood. When I was a kid, uh, my father was a lover of music and his favorite, all-time favorite uh, musician, singer was Stevie Wonder. And the happiest times I could remember in my house is Stevie Wonder playing and him swinging me around and singing to me and him saying, all right, you know, Scooter, that's my nickname, don't tell anybody, Scooter, go put that other one on. And I could remember when Hotter Than July came out and the Music Aquarium came out, um, he would just play them all night long and i'd be up with him uh and i loved stephanie mills and i never who knew love like this before you know that's that's that was my all time favorite song in case you all don't know you're not into r&b music stephanie mills is the original dorothy um from the broadway play the wiz go do your homework go Uh, google youtube stephanie mills home and get your entire r&b soul life stephanie mills will sing you into a fit of happiness like you can't believe she is just absolutely amazing Uh, but when i go buy vinyl records and when i listen to vinyl that's what it does for me it takes me back to my three-year-old self it takes me back to my six-year-old self where everything is calm and I'm confident and life feels sweet. Life is literally just a song, right? So you've got to explore. Happiness takes work. That's number four. Work in this sense is play, right? Now, I'm chubby, I'm chubby. I'm not gonna deny my chubbiness. It is fall going into winter. This is chubby boy season, okay? So if you're looking to get warm, if you if you're looking to get loved on, this is my season. I got my hand up. I got my sweaters, I've got my smell goods. I can love on you real strong. (laughs) Right? This is my season, but I'm a I'm a sick boy. But what I realize is that I'm also very flexible. Also very flexible. And one of my happies, and I haven't done it in a while, is yoga. Just brings me so much peace. I feel like it's a gift to myself when I do it. It is just an absolutely, um, I mean, amazing thing. And I can attest, it helps with back pain. It it helps with deformed foot pain, <laughs> right? So I'm telling on myself, but it really is something that I had to figure out as I explored what made me happy. You all know I love to write, so I write. But you've got to do your work. So already we're up to four out of the six steps. Number one, happiness is a choice. Number two, happiness is a habit. Number three, happiness is a tangible internal resource. It's on the inside. Number four, happiness takes work. And then number five, happiness is not denial Hear me on this. Am I screaming? All right, let me bring it down. I'm sorry. <laughs> Happiness is not den- is not denial. Do not pretend that everything in your life is sweet if there are areas of your life that are super sour. If life really sucks and you can't catch a break, don't front. Stay in integrity. Be authentic. Keep it real, right? I get it, not much about your life is happy in this season, if you're going through trial, if you're going through tri- tribulation, right? So the fact is, listen, Ben, I am experiencing great loss. I am experiencing great trauma. I am experiencing some hurt and some pain deep down on the inside that I don't know if I'll ever understand what happiness is again, right? Right? So be real about that. And if when you wake up in the morning, you say, you know what? It has been a rough last two weeks, a rough month for me. It is just a challenge. I'm robbing Peter to pay Paul. I don't know when my change is going to come. I get it. I do get it. And I hear you. And I feel you on that. Don't deny what's real. Don't deny how you feel. You've got to be happy that you can still make a choice to apply faith to whatever you're going through. You can still get up and say, I'm going to stand up in victory. It may not look like. It may not feel like. I may not even be able to see it because my vision is so so blurred. But I believe that something is happening in my life to my life right now that I am going to choose to be happy in the fact that I've got my faith and I'm just going to speak victory over everything that is making me feel like a victim right now. Don't deny it. Be real. Speak to that situation. Speak life into your situation. Finally, number six, happiness. Happiness is just the first phase. Yes, yes. Happiness is just the first phase. What does that mean? Now, when I realize that, my happiness did not have to be circumstantial, that I didn't have to be happy, that I could actually, check this out, and I blew somebody's mind when I told him this. I said, you know, my relationship is in a really bad place right now. It might be on the verge of disarray. It might be on the verge of separation, but I'm still happy. And they go, what the, f-? Oh, excuse me, sorry, sorry, <laughs> almost. How is that possible? That is a major part of your life. I said, well, listen, I'm not happy about it, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to make this situation work until it doesn't work anymore. But what I'm happy about is that I'm giving it my all and that I am on purpose. Because even though I am in love with the fact that this relationship can work and in love with all parties involved, the greater deal here is that I'm in purpose for my life. Now, my father, my creator, my God, whatever you want to call it, created me to be in relationship, right? And to partner with people, to bring them into their purpose. But it's not my sole relationship to be somebody's somebody. So if this doesn't work, I'm okay with walking away because there's no blood on my hand. Now, That's not to say that I'm not going to do whatever it takes to make that thing work. But what I'm saying is my happiness doesn't have to be circumstantial because this too shall pass. Do you understand? So happiness is just the first phase, right? The next step is joy. When you graduate from happiness, you graduate into joy. Joy and happiness aren't the same thing. The joy, you ever heard that scripture? My grandmother would say it to me, Wormy, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I didn't know what she was talking about. But what she was saying was, no, I'm not happy that, you know, the bill collectors are calling me. No, I'm not happy that I have a pacemaker. No, I'm not happy that I have to get my knees replaced. No, I'm not happy about any of those things, that I have to help you pay half of your rent. (laughs) No, I'm not happy. But my joy runs deeper than that. Joy is happiness in an elevated state. And after that joy, you graduate into peace. Uh-oh, uh-oh, I'm, I'm speaking a foreign language now. You graduate into peace, the kind of peace that surpasses all understanding, the kind of peace that carries you through any storm, any trial, and any tribulation, because you believe that no matter what, You're going to rise in victory. You believe that no matter what, whatever you speak victory over, to, through, that you will come out on the winning side. No matter what, even if it doesn't feel good, even if it doesn't look good, even if it doesn't sound good, you say it's all good because it's going to work out for my good. You know that happiness is the first step. Joy is the next, and then I graduate into this kind of peace that I can't even explain to you. It's the kind of peace that you go to grandmama about, you go to papa about, <laughs> you go to that wise uncle, that wise auntie, and you tell them everything that's going on in your life, and you and you sit down the weight of the world on their shoulder, in their lap, and they just look back at you with those wise eyes, and and they look at you and they say, baby, baby, everything going to be all right? And you believe them because they've lived through 75, 85, 95 years worth of living that they have this peace that says, whatever it is that you're going through, it will pass, and you will come out victorious. You will come out stronger. You will come out bigger. You will come out better. You understand what I'm saying? So recap. Recap, because it's just about time to go. Number one, happiness is a choice. Number two, happiness is a habit. Number three, happiness internal. Number four, happiness takes work. Number five, happiness is not denial. Number six, happiness is just the first phase. The first phase. Listen. I am Ben, your life transformation coach. I've walked through these steps, and I want to walk with you through these steps. I've got your back if nobody else has your back. I'll hold your hand if nobody else is holding your hand. I will leap with you into the victory of your life. Hit me up, Live LLC Coaching at yahoo.com, com. Hit me up on Facebook, Ben Carter, The Coaching Experience. I'm everywhere. I love you. I speak victory. I speak life. I speak happiness over you. Until next time, I'll see you soon.